الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفاء أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا سبحان ربك أنما عزتي أما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Yesterday we were mentioning that the two distinct aspects of tasawwuf are number one, dhikr, and number two, shaykh. Then we first started to discuss dhikr, we discussed dhikr-i-kathir, and that the mashayikh of our sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, naqshamandi wa jaddadi, have mentioned two ways of attaining dhikr-i-kathir. The first is called wakuf al-qalbi, and the second is called muraqaba. Yesterday we went through in detail wakuf al-qalbi, today inshallah we will discuss muraqaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Kareem, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَكِيمًا The word muraqaba comes from this root form in Arabic, raqafba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about himself in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَكِيمًا That verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is raqib on the believers. What does this word raqib mean? Raqib means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maintains a close watch. He is vigilant. He keeps a vigil on the believers. And another place in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used another word to describe this phenomenon called mirsad. Inna la rabbika labil mirsad. That verily your Lord is with you like a mirsad. In Arabic the word mirsad is used to describe a hunter, a predator when he's hunting his prey. So you will find that the hunter when it has its prey in its sights, at the last moment before the kill, if it's a lion, or if it's a human being before they let the arrow loose or before they pull the trigger, they look at their prey with such intent, with such an intent gaze. At that last minute before they fire, they might not even breathe. Even the hairs on their neck stand up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at us with so much intent. So muraqaba is an Arabic form which we call mufa'ala. Any Arabic word that you find in this pattern, mufa'ala, it means two ways. So for example, mudhakara means to have two-way discussion. Muqabala means to have a two-way competition. Mukarama means for two people to mutually respect or do karam or honor one another. Musafaha means two people to mutually shake hands with one another. Muraqaba means that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said He is raqib, He is closely watching us, He is vigilant on us, so we should also make that two-way. We should also spend some time when we are closely, attentively vigilant on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we mentioned yesterday that in dhikr-i-kathir there would be two ways. One is called dhikr-i-am. Dhikr-i-am means that you can do it along with everything else. In umumi halat, along with everything. That was wukuf al-kalbi. While at work, while at the office, while studying, while talking, while with your friends, when alone, when driving, when walking, when sitting. Now the second way that our Mashaikh taught us to reach Zikr-i-Kathir is through Zikr-i-Khas. Zikr-i-Khas means that you have to have a khas situation. You cannot do it 24 hours a day. You cannot do Muraqaba 24 hours a day. And you cannot do Muraqaba while walking, while talking, while sitting in the factory, while in school. No. Muraqaba cannot be joined with other things. Muraqaba means that we cut ourselves off from everything. Opposite, Mukufa Kalbi was to do everything. And here we're cutting ourselves off from everything. 
So some of you might ask that where did our Mashaikh come up with this concept of Dhikr-e Am and Dhikr-e Khas? Again, our Mashaikh and Akshiban took their entire understanding of the Sawaf, their understanding of Dhikr from the Quran of Kareem. Just like in Fiqh, you have something called Usul Fiqh. How did the Fuqaha, what principles, what was their methodology in deriving the rulings? Just like in Tasawf, you can say we have something called Usul Dhikr. That how did our Mashaikh come up with their Dhikr as so they came up with the understanding of dhikr am and dhikr khas from these two ayahs. The first that we mentioned yesterday, رِجَالٌ لَا تُحِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ مَلَا بَيْءٌ أَلْ ذِكْرِ That is dhikr am. That it is some type of dhikr they are doing, that we are being commanded to do, that we can do alongside with worldly duties. But when Allah subhanahu wa talked about Salatul Jummah, He said, فَسْأَوْ إِلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْءَ That you should hasten towards the dhikr of Allah, and you should leave bay. Ya Allah, on the other ayah you said that we're supposed to do dhikr along with bay. That we can do dhikr simultaneously with trade and commerce. So why do we have to leave bay to do dhikr? Because this is dhikr khas. So the first ayah is dhikr am. Along with bay, along with everything in the world, you can do that. That is called wukuf kalbi. In this ayah we get an ashan that there's another type of dhikr that you have to do. For that type of dhikr, wadharul bay, you have to leave bay, you have to leave the world. You have to disconnect yourself from all of your worldly obligations, your worldly activities, your worldly thoughts, your worldly feelings, your worldly emotions. And exclusively in isolation and pure devotion attach yourself to Allah. That is what we call zikr khas, that is muraqabah. So the way to do muraqabah then is to sit down. And Alhamdulillah, may Allah Ta'ala reward our Mashaikh that they made a type of dhikr that has nothing extra. No dance, no music, no movement, no particular, no hadra, no walking in a circle, no dancing in a circle, nothing. Absolute silent, still natural type of dhikr. So for persons to sit down in a relaxed way, most people prefer to say, sit this way, cross-legged. But technically you can sit in any way that you want that is relaxing for you. And then you should close your eyes. The reason we close our eyes is to cut ourselves off. That's the first way we cut ourselves off. We cut ourselves off from our sensory perception. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Kareem, وَذْكُرْ رَمْبَكَ فِي نَفْسِكَ That you should make dhikr of your Lord fi nafsik inside of yourself in the depth of your being تَذَرُّعًا Humbly in all humility خِيفَةً Secretly, silently, dunil jahri min al without any sound, without any audible, without using your tongue. So without any noise, without any jahr, and without any call, without using your tongue. This is the ayah from which our Mashaikh got muraqabah. That there must be some silent internal zikr without any noise, without any voice, without any sound, without any tongue. But then the question arose that it's very difficult for us to make zikr of Allah mutlaq. For us to think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His essence. So our mind will get distracted. So we need something to focus on. We need something to focus on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another verse of the Quran said, وَذْكُرْ isma rabbik." That when you make dhikr, make dhikr of the isma, make dhikr of the name rabbik of your Lord. The name of our Lord is Allah. The name of our Rabb, the ism of our Rabb is Allah, ismi jalala, ismi a'zam. So we make dhikr of the name Allah, that is what we focus on in our muraqabah. It's our point of focus, it's what anchors us down, it keeps us from falling prey to random thoughts that come to us. Then in the same ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continued, وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا 
This Arabic word tabattal has two meanings. And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought it twice in the Quran with tabattal ilayhi tabtila. Tabtila is also from tabattal. Tabattal means number one, to attach yourself exclusively to something. That is muthbat, positive. And number two, to disconnect yourself from everything else. That is manfi, negative. So tabattal means number one, attach yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and disconnect yourself from everything else. La ilaha illallah. Negate everything that is other than Allah. La ilaha. Then illallah, affirm only Allah. So this is constant theme in our deen. Of negating everything else and affirming yourself to Allah. This is all captured by this one Arabic word, tabattal. So in muraqabah then, our mashayik took muraqabah from these two ayahs. So first they came up with a general concept of dhikr khas from the ayah of Jummah. And that is salat al-Jummah. So it means in our salah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to have this ability that we leave everything and we only focus on it. And establish the salah for my dhikr. And you would remember from yesterday that is what we lack, right? We don't focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our prayer. We're not thinking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during our prayer. And what is not present, our hearts are absent in our prayer. So muraqabah then was derived from these different verses of the Qur'an. So here the way to do muraqabah is you sit down in a relaxed way, you close your eyes, you cut yourself off from all sensory perception. <coughs> then you close your mind. You cut yourself off from all of the random thoughts that we have during the day. Then you close your heart to all emotions other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you cut yourself off from everything. Tabattal. And then you imagine, you make this niyyah again from the ayah Mashaik took fadkuruni adkurukam. Remember me and I will remember you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is his rahmah, his karam. It befits his majesty as our Lord to give us the hukam, fadkuruni, that you should remember us. But ya Allah adkurukam, ya Allah, you will remember us, the weak, the sinning servants of your ummah, the filthy members of your ummah, our, the mufasreen, right? Kama yaliku sha'nu. That the way Allah remembers us is as befits His shan, as befits His majesty. Only Allah knows the real tafsir of Azkurakum. Our Mashaik teaches that we make this niyad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are sitting down to remember you. We ask you to remember us by sending your rahmah, your mercy, your nur, your light, your fez, your grace and your beneficence onto our heart. And to purify our heart of its sins. Why? Because the Prophet said in the hadith that every time a person sins, a black spot comes in upon his heart. And then another hadith he said, لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ سِقَالَةٌ That for each and everything there is a polish, with سِقَالَةُ الْقُلُوبِ ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ And the polish of the hearts is the remembrance of Allah. So we think that Allah, when we make the zikr of Allah in our hearts, we make the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala polishes, cleans our hearts by way of that zikr. Now you only make this intention in the beginning. You will note that all of the ibadat and the sharia, all of the acts of worship in the sharia consist of two things. One is a niyyah, the intention. That's only done at the beginning. And the second is the amal, the act of worship that you do throughout the time you're worshipping. So in Muraqabah, only in the beginning you make this intention that Allah Ta'ala's nur, His rahmah, His fahz is coming into my heart, is purifying my heart of its sins, purifying my heart of the ill effects of my heedlessness, my absent-mindedness, is softening my heart towards His remembrance, is filling my heart towards His love. Only in the beginning. Then for however long you sit in Raqqabah, you think that my heart is making dhikr of the ism jalala as if my heart is saying Allah, 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 and I'm just listening to it. So the tongue is absolutely silent. The tongue is locked in place. 
the Mashaikh say that you should also not have any feelings of ecstasy. The way they used to explain this is that when you're cooking food, you keep the lid on. You keep the lid on and you let it cook. You don't let the lid open. So just like that, our Mashaikh normally, illa mashallah, every now and then, that is khair for the shiyukh, when they give their tawajjahat, which is a different topic for a different time, for the muridin, for the salikin, they keep the lid on. They let it cook inside. Let the zikr of Allah, the haranat, the heat, enter into our hearts of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa name. So this is basically how to do maraqabah. It's a two-way vigil. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you were so intently looking at us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's surveillance of us is as if. He's not like us that if I look over here, I can't look there. Or if I look over here, I can't look there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at each and every one of us with an individual surveillance. That ayah that Allah is raqib is on every person. Everybody is individually raqib. So we should individually also become raqib of Allah. Then it becomes two-way. It becomes called muraqabah. So you sit down for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day. Now, how much time you should spend in muraqabah? The bare minimum that our shaykh tells a beginner is that you should spend 10 minutes twice a day. It's preferable to sit in muraqabah twice a day because in many places in the Quran when Allah subhanahu wa mentions his remembrance, his dhikr, he uses words like bukrata wa asila, morning and evening, morning and afternoon, before sunrise, before sunset. There are many phrases like that in the Quran. So the, again, our mashayikh, they took the usul of dhikr from the Quran. So because the Qur'an gave this general feeling that you should remember Allah morning and evening. So our Mashaikh also taught that you should do this Qur'ani dhikr, dhikr kalbi, dhikr khafi, dhikr siri, the silent dhikr of the heart, morning and evening. So it's preferred. If you can't do it twice a day due to some uh, occupation, some busyness, at least once a day. In other words, preferably twice in 24 hours, otherwise at least once in 24 hours. The beginning amount you should start with is 10 minutes, but then you should try to increase it. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. However more you do it, the more benefit you will get. There's no restriction on the amount of maraqabah you can do. The more you do, the better it is. Our shaykh often says that the more sugar you put, the more sweet the dish will become. So maraqabah is like sugar. The more sugar you put, the more sweet it will be. So as much maraqabah as you can do. But I will just give you some signposts, some stages. So stage number one, 10 minutes twice a day. Stage number two, 20 minutes twice a day. You see there are different benefits. One benefit is doing it longer in one sitting. You get to achieve depth when you do remarkable longer in one sitting. But there's a separate benefit to doing it twice a day. Because what happens is then you uh, sprinkle or you pepper the benefit of remarkable throughout your 24 hours. Because we need, right, to charge our battery. Our Shaykh sometimes explains it this way, that when you have a cell phone, Use the cell phone all day long. Then you have to charge the cell phone with the battery. You have to charge the cell phone with the battery. That is the state of our hearts. That throughout the day we're busy in society, in the workplace, mingling with people. So our hearts are like a cell phone is being used. So we need some special time in which we charge the cell phone with the battery. And this is why you need the mashayikh. There's some people who think that everybody should go outside in society. That's like me telling you that in the world there should only be cell phones, there should be no chargers. Can there be such a world like that? That there are only cell phones and no chargers? No. And there cannot be such a world where there are only chargers and no cell phones. 
So everything has its own particular function. Our mashayikh are like the chargers. The battery of the students of knowledge, they also need a charger. The mujahideen, they need a charger. The people of dawah, they need a charger. The people who are doing relief, humanitarian work, they need a charger. Everybody who's doing any khidmat of the deen, they all need a charger. That is what our mashayikh are like. They are like chargers. That everybody puts their phone and charges their battery. So muraqibah for us is like charging our battery. Muraqibah for us is like charging the battery, refreshing, replenishing our heart, and then refreshing again that we can survive, and we can work in the workplace and engage in society. So stage one was 10 minutes twice a day. Stage two is 20 minutes twice a day. Once you adopt a regular habit of being coming 20 minutes twice a day, then bismillah, increase as much as you want. The way to do, the way to make dhikr regularly established is to set a bare minimum that you always do no matter how busy you are, that you never fall below no matter how lazy you might get, but you can always add to if you feel energetic or if you have extra time. So for example, maybe a person can reach a level that they do muraqabah twice a day for 20 minutes each and they maintain that level with what we call mudawama with perpetuality, with cons- constancy, with consistency. Because the Prophet said in a humble a'mal in Allahi, wa in Allah. A humble a'mal, the most beloved actions, the most beloved acts of worship in Allahi, in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are adwa muha are the ones performed regularly, consistently, constantly. Wa in Allah, even if they be small or few in number. So even if we do a little bit of muraqabah, as long as we do it every day. Now there was a time when our shayukh used to do hours of muraqabah. Our shaykh, our own shaykh. You see, when you want to understand from shaykh, you can't look at shaykh now. You have to look at how is shaykh a murid. That is our example. Because we are muridin. So we need to learn the history of shaykh. When shaykh was a murid, he used to do muraqabah for three hours a day. Now, when, when he was studying in the University of Engineering, along with that he was completing his tahfiz, his hith, his memorization of Qur'an. Along with that he was studying in the Madrasa, Madrasa Zayl Ulum in Lahore. He was studying Arabic in Tarjum of Qur'an. So full-time university student, memorizer of the Qur'an, studying in the Madrasa. Along with all of that he used to do three hours of muraqabah every single day. That is really Dhikr al-Kathir. Dhikr al-Kathir starts at three hours a day. Then in those days in Lahore, Friday used to be the day off. On Friday, Sheikh used to make up any missed muraqabah. Maybe one day he had exam in the university. Maybe instead of three, he only did two hours, he would note it down. Sheikh says that normally on Fridays, after Fajr Salah, I would sit in muraqabah and I would raise my head with the adhan of Jummah. How many hours is that? That is six, seven, eight hours, depending on the season of the year. That is the regularness that a person does muraqabah that if they reach a level that they set for themselves, if they miss it, they make up for it when they're free. And that is what happens. Let me tell you something. That the sign that you value something is that you give it your free time. In other words, when there's anything that we give importance to in our heart that we view as valuable, we spend our free time in it. A person values uh, a friend. So the second they have some free time, they call their friend up. They have some free time, they have a holiday, they go visit their friend in the next town. Whatever we use our free time for, it's a sign that that's valuable for us. So we should use our free time to use to in Muraqabah. We have a holiday, extra Muraqabah. We have a day off, 
hekta muraqaba, make up muraqaba for what we're missing in our schedule. So we should have a regular habit of making muraqaba. Out of all of the dhikr of our sallallahu muraqaba is the most important. Muraqaba is the most important. The way our shaykh explains this, that there is a type of bread that we call roti. That alhamdulillah you guys are eating uh, on a daily basis these days. When you make bread, any type of bread, there are two major ingredients. One is the flour and the second is a pinch of salt. So our shaykh says that muraqaba is like flour. And all of the other askar are like the salt. You can have bread without salt if you just have flour. There's no way if you have just salt you can have bread. So the essence of the dhikr of our tariqah is muraqaba. And it's difficult to do in the beginning. Because what happens is in the beginning, it's our nafs, we want instant success. We sit in muraqaba, we don't feel anything. I didn't feel that my heart was doing Allah, Allah, Allah. I didn't feel that. So then a person becomes mm, disappointed. <coughs> so no. Understand that muraqaba has stages. The first stage of muraqaba is what we call istiqlal tab'iyya. Istiqlal tab'iyya. Simply making ourselves have this temperament Then we can sit down for 20 minutes That itself is, is reward In other words, we should chain ourselves to the masala for 20 minutes Irrespective of if I do Allah, Allah or not Even if I spend all 20 minutes in ghafla No matter what, I'm spending my 20 minutes I'm logging in my 20 minutes I'm putting in my 20 minutes This is the sunnah that the sahaba had They used to sit on the masala They were attached to their masala They used to sit in intizar salah Waiting for the salah so this itself is the first benefit, the first level of muraqaba. Simply forcing ourselves to sit. So it's not a criteria. Many of us we misunderstand. But no, I'll do muraqaba when I feel something. I didn't feel something so I stopped after two minutes and I said I'll do it later. This is a trick of shaitan and the nafs. That we think that oh I'm too bu- maybe my mind was too busy right now. I'm not feeling anything. I spent three minutes. No Allah Allah. My mind is blank. I'll get up. You interrupt the muraqaba. I'll do it later. No. That later will be just worse than this. It won't be any better. So no. First step in Raqqab is I'm chained here for 20 minutes. This is my job. I'm not getting up no matter what even if I don't feel anything. That is the dedication in which we have to do Raqqab. Second level is this Mujahida. In fact, Shaykh writes in the Shadra. I'll tell you that later. The second level is Mujahida. Is this battle between yourself. Trying to think Allah Allah, your mind wanders off again. Trying to listen to Allah Allah, then your mind wanders off again. This itself is the second level. This also is reward. You don't have to win the battle. Just fighting the battle is reward. Let me give you an example. There's a boxer in the ring. Now his coach is in the corner. The coach does not get upset if the boxer gets knocked down. He will get upset with his fighter if he doesn't stand back up to fight the good fight. Even if he gets knocked down again, he has to stand up again. Even if the entire bout, the entire fight, he stands up, he gets knocked down, he stands up, he gets knocked down. This itself will make his coach happy. That every time you were knocked down, you stood back up again. That's just our job, mujahad and muraqaba. We thought Allah, Allah, our nafs distracted us. No problem. We thought again, Allah, Allah, nafs distracted us again. No problem. We thought Allah, Allah, again, nafs distracted us again. Even if you spent all 20 minutes in this back and forth, that also is a means of salah. Third level of muraqaba is istighraq. So first level was istiqlal al-tabiyya. Second level was mujahidah. And third level is istighraq. Istighraq means that you truly succeed. You actually really feel that my heart is saying Allah, Allah, Allah and I'm just listening to it. Now that will come istighraq. That you become lost 
uh, you dive deep into the zikr and you become lost in it. Now this is not going to happen in all 20 minutes. When you do muraqabah for one week, two weeks, all of a sudden you will have a breakthrough one minute out of 20. Then sometimes two minutes out of 20. Then sometimes three minutes out of 20. It takes a lot of time to build this up. There's a word in Arabic called istikama. It's a part of our, our terminology of our sharia. Istikama means that you get something and you can do it regularly. Istikama is something that comes after years of struggle. This is our deception that we make something that is a result of effort. We make it a prerequisite condition to begin effort. Well, I'm only going to do muraqabah when I feel something. Sometimes you'll find people say that I don't pray salah. Why? I don't feel anything. You say, our friends, you all feel something after praying salah for years. <coughs> Feeling something in salah is a result of worship. You cannot make it a condition for starting worship. Just like that, feeling Allah, Allah is not a condition. It's not a prerequisite before you do muraqabah. It's something that will come after spending hours and hours in muraqabah. So istikama is the natija, is the result. You cannot make it the shad, the precondition. Okay? Some and the reward for mujahid is even more than the reward for istighraq. And I was just reading it again to double check. Our Shaykh has written in his book, Sajjat al-Tayyibah, that the reward for that person who is unable to feel Allah, Allah for all 20 minutes, so therefore spends all 20 minutes in this fight, in this battle with himself, to feel it, that is even more rewarding. Because he gets reward number one for dhikr, for 20 minutes of dhikr, plus reward of 20 minutes mujahidah. He gets double reward. SubhanAllah. Look at the barakat of the dhikr, look at the blessings of the dhikr, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we do muraqama, many people ask, what is it? We're listening to our heart saying Allah, Allah. Our heart is saying Allah, Allah. We're thinking Allah, Allah. It's our mind, it's our heart. What is it? In muraqama, what you're doing is you're thinking that Allah subhanahu wa name has barakah. Uh, many times when, when we begin our prayer, I'm not so sure in, in Maliki Mother what you recite in the beginning. Uh, there's something in the beginning called Thana Before the Ta'awuz Subhanaka Allahumma Or Bihamdaka Other people recite Wujitu Which one do you recite? Mm-hmm. After Takbirat Tahima You go straight into Fatiha Anyway there's a hadith in which the Prophet said And it's okay you don't, But I'm saying this for another reason Subhanaka Allahumma Wa Bihamdaka Wa Tabaraka Smuka Tabaraka means Tabaraka, full of Baraka, Ismuka is your name. So actually Allah's name has Baraka. So what we're doing is we're using the Baraka filled Isma Jalala, the Baraka filled name of Allah, to cleanse our heart. So our niyat is that we need to pass this blessed name over our heart thousands of times. We need to sweep our heart thousands of times with the blessed name of Allah. Or we need to make our heart call out this name. So what we're doing in Muraqabah, actually we're listening to our heart. Our heart is saying Allah, 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 and we're just listening to it. We're listening to it. That is the, the way you do Muraqabah. Almost as if there's a speaker here. Speaker saying Allah, 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 and you're just listening to it. That's what you're imagining. And again, like we mentioned yesterday, this is the spiritual heart. So it doesn't mean that the Allah, Allah is going to be simultaneous with your physical heartbeat or your pulse. No. That is a different world. That's your physical heart. This Allah, Allah, Allah is coming from your spiritual heart. 
Any questions on Morocco now? Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. With this your last statement, sir, you also mean that the spiritual heart is always saying this Allah, 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 that you think that maybe the sickness of death that has not made more to heal you. I mean, is it that the, the spiritual heart is always saying this Allah, Allah, Allah? No, the spiritual heart is not always saying it. It's not that, okay, it's not that it's always saying it and we've never listened to it. No, it's not saying it. It's our job to make it say it. How are we going to make it say it? By listening to it. Almost imagine that if I make near then I'm listening to the speaker. If the speaker knows I make the intention, the speaker will start speaking. That's how it is with the heart. <coughs> so it's not that our heart is always saying Allah, Allah, and we just didn't listen to it. No. Our heart is silent. We have to make it say Allah, Allah, Allah by listening to it. And that's what we're doing in Muraqabah. Hmm. So, I mean, the effort of Muraqabah is to force the to force self to listen to the Yes, yes. Your attention should be on your heart and the focus of your heart should be on Allah's name, on the dhikr of Allah's name. As we imagine the name of Allah descending in our heart, so does that mean we should imagine the physical mood or the attention is just on the heart? Obviously, we have no concept of the physical nur. Allah's nur is not like the sunlight or the light from our bulbs, right? But if you want, you can imagine, only initially briefly, right? Some form of column of light coming onto your heart, if you wish, yes. But know that, that that's just your imagination, that's what we call tasawwur. That's just your imaginary concept, you can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the areas that have been giving us problem is the area of imagining the Nur of Allah coming to the heart. So sometimes you busy yourself imagining Nur, but instead of making attention once, I don't participate in Nur of Allah. No, no, no. That's why I said that everything in the Sharia has first the intention and then the action. The intention is only in the beginning. So if you sit down to do Maqabah for 20 minutes, only for 10-15 seconds you should take on this intention that Allah's Nur Rahman is coming. The rest of the 20 minutes, the only thing that we are thinking is that our heart is saying Allah, Allah, Allah. This, our, our attention is all on Allah's name. Allah, Allah, Allah. But that's our attention. Not Nur, not Rahma, not Faz. Our attention is on the Ism Jalal. I'm saying your statement has really cleared that very big thing for us. Not only for me. Imagination is coming later, I'll explain that to you maybe tomorrow. The question I want to ask is in regard to whether a family man and who's a uh, some of the family, maybe the wife, um, maybe has a grown up children. Uh, and they sit down together and return Okay, first of all, you can tell anybody to do Marakaba. It's not a condition, you don't have to be bad to do Marakaba. For the first lesson, it, this is coming tomorrow, Raja Samach said, and explain to them Asbaq. So later, we will discuss something called lessons. The first lesson is what we call Marakaba. Okay? 
In order to do this first lesson which we just discussed, Ba'a is not a condition. Anybody can do it. Second is if you want uh, family members, if you want to do it together, you can do that sometimes. Sometimes means it shouldn't be that every time I do Muraqabah, I do it together as a family. We have to have the ability to do Muraqabah individually as well. But sometimes in order to encourage one another, to be means to strengthen one another, sometimes we can do Muraqabah as a group. The way we do that, however, is not like Shaykh does Muraqabah. And that Shaykh is conducting Muraqabah. You understand? Shaykh is doing Muraqabah on us. And this, it will just be that we're all doing our own individual Muraqabah. We're just sitting together, but we're doing our own individual Muraqabah. Just one person will signal when to start, and he will signal when to end. But otherwise, people are doing Muraqabah individually. Yeah. So if one may, if one may deduct, the individual one should be. The individual Muraqaba is the most emphasized. Muraqaba is the most important of the things we're going to discuss. Individually, one must make the effort. Individually, a person must make effort. <coughs> to know, to get the exact time, can we set a alarm? Maybe you have the answer and set it to 10 minutes. This counting down a uh, machine, and when the 10 minutes expire, it will blow alarm to that. What you saying is that uh, you actually want to set for 10 minutes. Can you set the alarm for 10 minutes? Oh, okay. Uh, the time period is not 100% exact. It doesn't mean you have to sit exactly for 10 minutes. If you wish, you can set the alarm for 10 minutes, but you don't have to do exactly 20 minutes. You will get a feel for that. The way you get a feel for that normally is you do Muraqaba, let's say you look at your watch, 2.20. You sit down and you do Muraqaba. And this is also a way to test how our Muraqaba is going. A person whose Muraqaba is in the beginning stage, he will think, oh, I've done 10 minutes. And open up, 2.22. In <laughs> only 2 minutes, right? And the person who gets better at his Muraqaba will look up and say, okay, I should stop, I've done 20 minutes. Oh, 3 o'clock, I did 40 minutes, right? So you will get a feel for this in general. If you wish, however, it's permissible. It's permissible to set the alarm as well. What I would just recommend in that is when the alarm goes off, don't stop immediately. When the alarm goes off, then think, okay, I've done my intended 10 minutes. Now I will sit as long as I can. Don't confine yourself to the alarm. So alarm goes off, you can say, okay, now I have permission. I give myself permission to stop whenever I want. Maybe sometimes you'll have to stop immediately. You have to go somewhere. Maybe you can sit for a little bit more. Right? Yeah. I want to ask if someone is in Rokaba and the, the, the name of the Nabi Rahman was mentioned, the, the name of the certain or someone making salah or the related things that needs such response, can one give those response or one should ignore those? This is a bit of a long topic. Uh, you see, our ulama have written books. Let's take the example of Salam. For example, Shaykh al-Shaykh al-Lithan has written a book called Adab al-Mu'ashara. In that book, he has actually mentioned amongst different adab, different etiquettes, one is the adab of Salam. And he's written that it's not proper adab to give Salam to someone who is making dhikr or reading Quran or engaged in worship. When you see somebody doing any type of ibadah, you shouldn't go up and say Salam to them. They're busy with their Lord. That said, many people don't know that, right? 
And so it's possible you might be sitting in Muraqabah and somebody might come and say salam to you. Uh, I will check for you inshallah. But my initial feeling is that it would not be wajib to return their salam. You would have ikhtiyar. It would be up to you if you wish to return their salam, you can. And if you wish to, it would be permissible for you not to uh, return their salam. But I'll double check for you, inshallah. As far as if the name of the Prophet salam is being mentioned, uh, for example, sometimes, and I'm going to explain that next to the group Muraqabah, and sometimes there's some poetry Shaykh recites. So individual Muraqabah is one thing, Muraqabah with Shaykh is something different. If maybe you're doing Muraqabah with a Shaykh uh, and that Shaykh recites some poetry and, he's, and, and that poem is the name of the Prophet ﷺ, then you can say with your tongue if you wish, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay, let's just call it three. Acha, acha. Istiklal tabiya. Istiklal tabiya. It just means tabiya. means your own temperament, your personality, right? And in, in Urdu they call this mustaqil mazaji That you have to develop the ability to sit with istiklal Istiklal means that you can If you sit down for 20 minutes that you're not going to get up You're not going to, your mind's not going to wander You're not going to feel like stopping You can chain yourself for 20 minutes We have that ability So we need that ability So when you do muraqabah When different thoughts come So imagine a random thought is coming Don't try to negate that thought directly No when random thoughts come to you in Muraqabah, you just turn back to Allah, Allah. You keep turning back to the zikr of Allah Taala's name. Don't think about that thought. Don't try to negate that thought. Don't even be aware that thoughts are coming. Don't be sitting there thinking that my thoughts are coming. That's what we do. First we have thoughts, then we think about the thoughts, then we think about the thoughts about the thoughts, and it's just a world of khalat. So don't even think about the thoughts. Anytime you see a thought coming, you just focus more on Allah, Allah. Just think you're grabbing Allah, Allah. Something comes, you just grab it even stronger, even stronger, even stronger. So the whole focus is on the dhikr, Allah, Allah, Allah. You don't have to do anything specific before doing muraqabah. It's preferred if you can, if you can do muraqabah while in a state of wudu. And it's preferred if you can, if you can do Muraqabah facing the Qibla. But it's not required. It's not required. That's coming later. No, it's different. It's different. It's different. It's different. In regards to the sitting position in the Muraqabah, because of a different nature of the body, we will changing our sitting posture when we uh, it's permissible to sit in any position you want in Raqqa, but it's also permissible if you feel the need, if you feel some um, difficulty or some pain, 
especially if you're sitting for a long period of time, if you want, you can shift your position. But there are some people who might be fine sitting in one position for hours. Other people, if you feel, you can change the position, it's okay. In other words, if sitting in a position is making you uncomfortable in a way that is distracting you from your raqabah, then you have to remove that distraction. And to remove that distraction, you change your position into something that's more comfortable. Okay? One more thing is that when should you do muraqabah? So you should pick a time to do muraqabah when you think that you will be most able to focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Historically, our mashayikh used to say that the time of tahajjud was a very good time to do muraqabah. Because normally in the last portion of the night a person is not thinking about their worldly concerns. Another time the mashayikh mentioned is after fajr and another time is after asr. There are however many people now who maybe Asr comes right in the middle of their work schedule so maybe they're unable to focus after Asr so that's okay they can pick any time the goal again the usul the goal is that we want to pick a time in which we can focus more concentrate more if it's the same time every day that's very good however if your schedule changes on a day-to-day basis then it's okay if you want you can change the time of Rakhima in the different days the other thing is that sometimes many people have observed that they find it beneficial to do muraqabah either before or after salah. Why is that? Because it's very difficult for us due to our laziness to add something to our schedule. So what's easy is that to pick something that's already in our schedule, something that's already fixed in our schedule, which is the five daily prayers, and just append something, suffix something, attach something to that. So that way then if you want, you can try to do muraqabah before fajr, after fajr, before the hor, after the hor, before asr, after asr, etc. You will find a benefit in that also. Sometimes when we do muraqabah before a salah, when you sit in 10-15 minutes and it's a very good preparation for salah, you will find that your salah is also more focused when you did muraqabah before salah. So there's an extra benefit sometimes in doing it before salah. Question from here. Uh, when you, when, huh, a good question. When you're doing muraqabah, the way to end it is whenever you decide that you wish to stop, you say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, and you raise your head and you open your eyes and you should make dua. The reason we make dua is that it's in hadith that every time a servant does an act of worship, at the completion of the act of ibadah, his duas are accepted. So muraqabah with dhikr, dhikr is a type of ibadah, so we should use that moment to make dua. And especially, Especially we should make du'as that are munasib, that pertain to that activity. So our du'a after muraqabah should be, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase me in your dhikr. Allah ta'ala soften my heart towards your remembrance. Allah ta'ala let me have istikama, let me be regular in making dhikr. Ya Allah let me dive deeper into my muraqabah. Ya Allah let this muraqabah be a means of purifying my heart of its sins. Let this muraqabah be a means of my increasing in my love for you. Making du'as like that. But you can make any du'a that you want. Please, when doing mujahada in Marokaba, at times I mean to call myself back to listening to the eyes. At times it takes me like thinking about the Asma Laulusna or some other attribute of Allah, just a means of pulling myself back from the discussion. Okay, no, no, no. In our Sussla and Akshamaniya, our Mashaikh said that Allah subhanahu has two names, two types of names. One is his Ismizat, which is his essential name, Allah. 
and the other what we call his sifat, his attributes, the asma'ul husna. The Armashaykh again they went to Quran. And they said in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned asma'ul husna twice or three times. Two or three times. And whenever he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned asma'ul husna, he always used the verb yad'u from dua or some form of that. So Armashaykh said that we should use the asma'ul husna for dua, not for zikr. Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the Arabic verb of dhikr in the Quran, he either used the word rab or ismi rab or directly Allah. Uthkurullah, dhikr al-kathira, right? So Armashaykh said that for dhikr we will only use the ismi zat, only Allah. In dua we can use the asma'ul husna. So when you feel that you're distracted, you don't need to use the intermediary of the asma'ul husna to get back to the ismi zat. Just go directly to the ismazat and just directly start thinking Allah, Allah, Allah is coming from your heart. Mm-hmm. Any more questions on individual muraqamah? Armashayk have said that it's okay to fall asleep in Muraqabah and if you fall asleep, however long you're sleeping will also count as dhikr and the reason for that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Verily, only and only in the dhikr of Allah do the hearts have itminan, peace, serenity, tranquility They say that when we do dhikr fast, Allah ta'ala's uh, is grace and His beneficence comes to us and different people do is how different people react or respond to that fast differently. Different people that fast is manifested in different ways. So one way it is manifested in people is sleep, is drowsiness. So if you're feeling drowsiness, that is actually the itminan. It is a result of the itminan from the zikr. So it's okay if you feel drowsy when you do muraqabah. That will inshallah count as your zikr. That said, however, that because most of us are not at the istighraq stage, most of us are in the mujahidah stage. That we're fighting back and forth, Allah, 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 then we become heedless, then Allah, Allah. So to keep that mujahidah alive, you have to be wakeful. So from our part, we should try to do muraqabah at a time in which we're a bit more awake. But if when we do muraqabah, sleep overcomes us, then we should view that that sleep is part of the itminan, the fad that is coming from the zikr. There was a friend of ours in America. He used to say that Muraqaba is the Naqshbandi nap. The Naqshbandi nap, and when the Naqshbandis want to nap, they just go into Muraqaba. <laughs> uh, so, he knows that after immediately after the testing of all the blessings and sleep. Mm. So this time it affects many of us. So the one knows that as soon as you, you know ahead, you are sleeping. So uh, you're asking permission to do Nakshamani nap after Fajr. <laughs> right? <laughs> Until Ishraq. The Muhammad will not be I know. Obviously, we shouldn't take this so far that we do muraqabah with the niyat of sleep. You have to do muraqabah with the niyat of zikr. That's a separate thing. That, uh, but that's okay if you feel that, because that's mujahidah, right? It's to, in other words, it's mustahab. It is recommended that a person try 
to stay awake uh, up till the time of Ishraq. And you should spend that time in Ibadah, right? So, if you then feel that, okay, I will do Muraqabah at this time, even if you know in the back of your mind that I'm very sleepy, it's okay. Knowing that you're going to be sleepy should not prevent you from doing Muraqabah. You do Muraqabah anyway. Your niyat is zikr, then it's okay. If you do it with the niyat of sleep, then in the mal'amal bin niyat, right? But it's okay to do muraqabah after fajr, even if you know beforehand that I'm sleeping. That's okay, you can still do muraqabah. You can still do it. You should still do it, inshallah. Allah will put benefit in it. When you go to sleep at night, should you make the niyat of muraqabah? Well, I suppose when you go to sleep at night, you could lie down in your bed and make the niyat of muraqabah and with the understanding that eventually you'll fall asleep. That would be better. In other words, instead of doing muraqabah with the niyat of sleep, you can uh, uh, do it with the niyat of muraqabah. So you can lie down if you want. You can lie down and say the very last thing I want to do in my wakeful moments is I want to do muraqabah. So you can do muraqabah lying down. And that might be a given assumption that eventually sleep will overcome you. You see, when people start thinking of ways to maximize their salat, right? <laughs> that they can get... Oh, that's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's, it's something we all learned today. Inshallah. It's okay. Keep doing Muraqabah. In other words, it's preferable to do Muraqabah in a state of wudu. But lack of wudu should not keep you from Muraqabah. You see the general thing? Nothing should keep you from Muraqabah. Tired should not stop you from doing Muraqabah. You don't have wudu or difficult to make wudu should not stop you from doing Muraqabah. Nothing. You have an uh, uncomfortable position, change your position, but don't stop doing muraqabah. That's the central theme. Don't let anything come between you and the muraqabah. It's okay. You're not able to face the qibla, okay, no problem, do muraqabah. You want to lie down instead of sit, fine, but do the muraqabah. Bottom line is do the muraqabah, do the muraqabah, do the muraqabah. So, um, as you have explained to us, the essence of Muraqabah is to gain proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To gain proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for the heart to attempt to admire And nothing other, nothing else should be focused. However, maybe at individual level, individual differences, there are certain uh, indication or things coming mm. to one. Hmm. How can one actually react? What happens is that different people will have different experiences in Muraqabah. One person might feel some type of ticklish feeling. Sometimes a person feels a vibration in their heart. Sometimes a person might feel some warmth in their heart, in their chest, where their kalba. Sometimes a person might uh, feel just some sensation or awareness of their kalba in their heart. Different people will feel different things. Sometimes a person might see some type of light, right? The point is number one. And this is the way our shaykh explains this, is that we should be Abdul Latif, not Abdul Lutf. Latif is one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names. 
and lutf means pleasure. So we should not do muraqabah for the sake of feeling these experiences. These experiences are irrelevant. In fact, I'll explain to you a little bit, something I'll explain to you later. In our silsila of the Mashaikh and Akshiban, you see different tariqahs had different tartib in zikr, different sequence and order. Some tariqahs teach that you should first do the zikr of La ilaha illallah and then do the zikr of Allah, Allah, Allah. In our silsila, we first do the zikr of Allah, Allah, Allah and then do the zikr of La ilaha illallah. This I will explain a bit more later when we talk in generally about the lessons of our silsila. The reason, one of the reasons for this, however, is that our Mashaikh said that when you do the zikr of Allah, Allah, you might get certain things called kefiyat, certain experiences, certain feelings. Afterwards, when we do La ilaha illallah, we use the sword of La to negate even the kefiyat. Because even the kefiyat are ghair Allah. In other words, we want to negate everything that is ghair of Allah. The ticklish feeling, that is ghair of Allah. The warmth we feel, that is ghair of Allah. You see a light, that is ghair of Allah. Any feeling that you have is ghair of Allah. So any feeling that we have in our muraqabah is not the maqsood, is not the purpose, is not the matloob, is not the goal. Our goal is simply servanthood, slavehood. Our goal is the zikr. Our goal is to say Allah, Allah, Allah. So even if you have feelings, maybe you can slightly enjoy them, <laughs> but you shouldn't be focused on them. The way our shaykh explains it this way, is then imagine that there are two people riding on a bus. Everybody on the bus, Going from Lagos to... Katsina. Ah, I tried, I forgot. From Lagos to Katsina. Right? Everybody on the bus will make it to Katsina. The difference is, is that there's one person who has a window seat. So he looks out the window and sees many things along the journey. And the other person is sitting in the aisle seat with his head down. He doesn't see anything along the journey. But they're both making the journey at the same speed and will reach the same destination. So if one murid feels some kefiyat and another doesn't, it's okay. Because the reward is on the zikr. The reward is on the act of slavehood. The reward is on the act of ibadah. The reward is on the Allah, Allah, Allah. Not on the kifiyah. Sometimes Allah SWT to test us. Also Shaykh has explained this this way. Using again two of Allah SWT's names. So we're saying be Abdul Latif, not Abdul Lut. Be a slave to Latif, to Allah SWT. Don't be a slave to the Lut, to the pleasure. Because what happens when Allah Taala tests us, is sometimes if a person has any feeling in muraqabah, sometimes Allah will take it away. And then he'll see, does this person sit? Does he still sit? Sometimes we have to check, sometimes it happens to us that we go sitting and then we become sad. That, oh, yesterday I sat in Raqqabah, I felt something. And today I'm sitting and empty. I'm feeling nothing. Cut it off. We get sad and we stop. That's very dangerous. That's a sign that we were Abdul Lutf. We were doing Raqqabah for the feeling. The feeling came yesterday, we sat for 20 minutes. The feeling disappeared today, we stopped at 5. If we were Abdul Latif, then we would sit for 20 minutes whether the feeling came or not. So sometimes Allah Taala does that. He gives us some feelings, He takes us back. He takes them back and the names for this are Al-Qabid and Al-Basit. Or they call this the kefiyat of Qabz and Bust. Bust means opening, expansion. Allah Taala opens up our breast and we feel all types of things in Raqabah. And Qabz means constriction. That our breast is closed to any type of such feelings. So Allah Ta'ala puts us in these different states to test us. Everything. You will notice everything in life is in altering states. Nobody is always in healthy. Health or sickness, sickness, cycles. Happiness, sadness, cycles. Just like that in your muraqabah, there will be cycles. Don't expect that I should always feel something. No. There will be cycles. Sometimes you will feel something, sometimes you won't. 
then you might feel something, then you won't. The cycle will always be there. Sometimes you will feel more, sometimes you will feel less. Our job is abd, ubudiyat, servant and slave, that no matter what, our job is to do the zikr. They're tired. They come to me when they're most tired in the day. Huh? <laughs> One more thing is left thing, group muraqabah. Muraqabah with shaykh. And it is important to explain that to you soon because alhamdulillah you have the opportunity these days to be doing muraqabah with shaykh. So I'll keep you a little bit longer. So we've covered individual muraqabah. Muraqabah with shaykh is different. Remember yesterday we said wakuf al-kalbi is different with shaykh called rabita al-kalbi. One question came yesterday. I'll answer that. Nazir asked me a question at the end. The range of Rabbi Muraqaba with Shaykh is slightly different. That's how it's actually very different. When we do Muraqaba with Shaykh, whether inshallah you do Muraqaba with Hazrat Saab, or we do Muraqaba with Hazrat Malana Shaykh Junaid Saab, you don't make niyyah in your heart that your heart is saying Allah, Allah, Allah. Shaykh is doing that for you. In Muraqabah with the Shaykh, when Shaykh is conducting Muraqabah, you understand conducting? When Shaykh is doing Muraqabah, when Shaykh is leading Muraqabah, right? You just make the niyat of what in Arabic we call husul faiz akhaz faiz jazb faiz that your kalb is a sponge and you're just trying to suck the faiz from the Shaykh's heart. And the niyat you make in that is, Ya Allah, the nur and faiz that you put in Shaykh's heart Put the same nur and faz in my heart by way of my shaykh's heart. So we're taking the reflection or the refraction from the heart of the shaykh. Right? So in the muraqabah you just sit there and you just imagine that. In this you do what you're asking. You can imagine that column of light the whole time. Imagine that the light is coming and the whole time you can imagine that you're just sucking the light, sucking from the shaykh. Like a vacuum cleaner. Right? That you were just absorbing. That is how we do muraqabah with the shaykh. So you don't have to think Allah, Allah, Allah. That's not your job to think that you're listening to Allah, Allah, Allah. That shaykh is doing. Our job when we do muraqabah with shaykh is just to attract, to collect, to draw in the faz that is in the shaykh's heart, that is coming on the shaykh's heart when shaykh is doing muraqabah. Rabbit al-Kalbi, we are taking the faz that is coming on shaykh's heart in normal times. In Muraqabah with the Shaykh, we are taking the faz that is coming on Shaykh's heart when Shaykh is doing Muraqabah, Allahu Akbar. We can just imagine what type of anwarat, uh, I mean what type of nur and what type of faz Allah puts on Shaykh's heart when Shaykh is doing Muraqabah. And we can just join ourselves to that. In economics they call this free riding. Jumping on the bandwagon, right? You will see in Pakistan, and you must have this in Nigeria also, they have these trucks that have this big sugar cane. And sometimes a guy on a bicycle, he grabs the sugar cane and he also gets to ride along with the truck. <laughs> His speed goes faster, right? So what we do in Raqqaba with the Sheikh is that we put the bicycle of our heart, we attach it to the Mercedes or the Rolls Royce engine that Allah has given them. So when you're doing Raqqaba with the Sheikh, don't think Allah, Allah, Allah. Just sit there and just keep thinking that the faz is coming from the heart of the Sheikh into my Sheikh. How is this? This is one way to understand nisbah. This is the barakah of the nisbah. And that is as follows is that one is, imagine if there's some light. One is that light is coming here on its own. And then imagine that the hearts of a mashaykh are like lenses. Lenses, right? 
that Allah Ta'ala is because of the nisbat of ba'ah, we have put our heart underneath this column of lenses. So now the light is coming to us focused through the heart of Rasulullah to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq to Sayyidina Salman al-Fasid etc. etc. through the heart of our Shaykh and then coming onto him. So we get it focused through the lenses. You can imagine that also if you want, initially. In the Muraqab of Shaykh, you can imagine that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmat and faz and nur is coming through the heart of the Prophet through the hearts of all of the Mashaykh, through the kulub of the Mashaykh and entering into my heart. And then after that, you just keep imagining that it's coming and you're taking. That's your imagining. It's just coming and you're just taking it. That's how we do Muraqabah with the Shaykh. Any questions then on group Muraqabah? So the group Muraqabah with Shaykh, not when you do Muraqabah with the family, it's not like this. Muraqabah with the family is just individual. And everybody is doing their own individual Muraqabah. Yeah. This Muraqabah with the Shaykh, I think it is only done when Someone is in the vicinity. Yes, yes. Only, only when Sheikh is physically present and is leading Muraqaba on you. When Sheikh is present. Okay, let me talk about two things that come from this that I was going to talk about. Yesterday a question came that Rabitai Kalbi. Remember I mentioned Rabitai Kalbi. What is the range? So the range is basically when relatively speaking you feel the kurb of the Sheikh. So for men, that is normally when we are physically around the Sheikh. You don't have to be in the same room, maybe the same building, the same structure, in the relatively the same area. When you actually feel the qurb of the shaykh, when you feel that qurb, then you can do rabatai kalbi. So for example, for the women right now in Lusaka, so they're listening to ladies' bayans. Relatively speaking, every other day of the year, shaykh is far away in Pakistan and somewhere else. For them, relatively speaking, the shaykh is in the same city, that is a relative qurb for them. So the ladies in Lusaka can do Rabat al-Kalbi right now, even though they might not be in the physical same building or structure as Shaykh. So for the men, for us normally Qurb is a bit more close, that when we're around, generally around the presence of the Shaykh. Right? But if somebody feels that Qurb, for example if somebody is in Durban and Shaykh gives a bayan at Fajr, and then he goes back to his home, but still he feels, if he has that asas of Qurb, if he feels that I'm closer to Shaykh now than I normally am, if he feels that kurb, he can do Ramat Akhali. This I just ask as a son. Right? No, but not like that. But not if you're sitting, if Sheikh is in Pakistan, you can't do Ramat Akhali from Nigeria or from South Africa or from Zambia. There's something else though that happens. We don't formally make this happen, but it's something natural that happens, and that is as follows, is that the more and more Muhammad we have for the Sheikh, you will find that uh, thoughts of the Shaykh are in your Zen. Uh, in other words, you will find that you think about the Shaykh often. Just like we remember our beloved. It's a natural thing. In our Sulsla, there is not this concept of what some other Sulsla call Tashawar al-Shaykh. Tashawar al-Shaykh means some people even take picture of Shaykh when they do Zikr. Or if they're sitting in Katsina before they do Zikr, they will imagine the face of Shaykh. We don't do that. We don't do Tashawar of the image of the Shaykh. Either through our imagination or through a photo. But it is natural that as we increase in our Muhammad of the Shaykh, we will have thoughts of the Shaykh. And then that's a separate topic for another time, but there's something called Fanaf al-Shaykh, which means that a person has so many thoughts of their Shaykh that they keep thinking of their Shaykh at all times. So that's something that might happen naturally, but it's not that when you're doing Muraqabah someplace far away, you actually think of Shaykh's picture or think of Shaykh's face, or uh, like that. 
It's all like that. If one did not prompt it, but it's no, coming it's naturally, right. even during the Murakaba. Uh, if something comes on its own during the Murakaba, like thoughts of the Sheikh's face particular, it's better to avoid that and if you want, at most you can think of the Sheikh's heart. That, that through the barakah of this nisbah that I have attached my heart to this chain of spiritual hearts. But one should not think too much of the physical uh, form of the Sheikh in the Murakaba. Yeah. I mean, that's not an art that he can actually. Hmm. Rabbi Takalbi is not? It's not to be prompted. It's natural. For some people it might be natural, but for some people they have to prompt it. We have to prompt it. Prompted is, for example, that uh, when you're eating on the Dastakhan, you're Suhoor. While you're eating, you're consciously thinking. You're consciously making yourself think that the newer and faz that is in my shaykh's heart is coming into my heart. And you keep thinking that throughout while eating. So for some people that might come naturally, mashallah, Allah give all of us that tawfiq. And for other people we have to make ourselves think like that while we're eating. I'll give me an example. So that should be our thought in sihri. So we should try then, you know, especially for those brothers who are here for such precious time with shaykh, should spend as much time as they can in Rabbit the Kalbi. Thanks. The Murakaba you normally do after every lecture. The Murakaba you normally do after? After every lecture. After lecture of the Shaykh, yes. Is that. Uh, uh, that is Murakaba with the Shaykh. That is Murakaba with the Shaykh. Even if somebody else recites some poetry or somebody else makes dua, that is Murakaba with the Shaykh. Let me explain the poetry thing also. Sometimes our Mashaykh, when they lead Murakaba, they will recite some verses of poetry. Uh, the, they don't do it always, but sometimes. The purpose of those verses of poetry and is really best understood when you understood if one understood the meaning of the words of the, of the poems. But they're basically words about zikr, about the heart. They're trying to soften our heart for the zikr. In Nigeria, there is no Rabata Kalbi, is when you are in the physical proximity or physical nearness of the Shaykh. So, we're uh, everybody, we're nobody, we cannot do Rabata Kalbi when the Shaykh is not around, so you do Bukufa Kalbi. So, when we're, remember, normally we do Bukufa Kalbi, Rabata Kalbi is an exceptional thing that we do when we are in the physical nearness of the Shaykh. Just like that, normally we do individual Merakaba. Even here in Itikaf, most of the time you will be doing individual, you should also do some of your own individual Merakaba. And then at times you will do Merakaba with different Mashaikh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, one, uh, Yes, there will be half another city. What happened? Say it again. 
if you be having another sitting then I leave my question to you understand because it's a bit different from the next no, ask the question and then I might not answer it now but ask it just so it's on my mind and I can think of the appropriate time to answer it so I'm the, one of the uh, lessons or probably the last of the six lessons in our context the having connection with the with our distance, we have been given the blessing of Mulan and Junaid for our connection with the shape. But still, the communication is very little, and we were given the prayer that we should be saying dua for our shape. Like this, like we have this Cecilia Alianis Mandito, the Shetan, the forty names. Can such names be used to pray for the? And then there, there is a way. There are two parts to your question, basically, and we are going to be going over the six things. I will be telling you about. And you notice we talk about the theory and the practice of each one. I might also tell you a little bit about the theory of Rabatai Sheikh, but Milano Janeiro is going to talk to you about the practice, practical Rabatai Sheikh. But inshallah your communication will increase. Inshallah it is all of our du'as and Milano's own sincere intention that he would like to visit you, uh, not just once, but inshallah regularly uh, in Nigeria. Uh, and uh, I was also thinking actually, and I'm going to make mushrooms of a way to make a phone class for you in Nigeria or to transmit some of the subs beyond sometimes by phone or internet like we do for America and also Malanjanein maybe can do some type of weekly phone or internet majlis who might be able to make use of some type of technology so that in addition to his visits to you which might be every few months maybe you can have an online or a phone uh, weekly majlis with him. And there are things, inshallah, we and him will be discussing ways to increase your communication uh, with him as as well as with Hazrat Sam. Uh, as far as your second question goes, yes, there is a particular way of making du'a in which you use the names in the shajara. So, but that's a bit like you yourself recognized off topic. So we will discuss that inshallah a bit later. Let me finish running through the things. Actually, Hazrat Sahib told me some things that I, I should tell you. So, and there are two things. Number one is these six ma'mulat. And the number two is actually what we call the lessons, which are something slightly different, which we call the asbaq. So when we finish the ma'mulat and we finish the asbaq, if there's time permitting, then we can talk about some other things like this, inshallah. But inshallah, don't, uh, we, nobody, I mean, Hazrat Sahib, Allah and Janaid, we're not going to abandon you after the ten days of itikaf. So we might not be able to do everything. And I'm also a bit worried, I don't want there to be a you know, massive information overload that you guys, it's, it's too much to digest. So I want to stick to just the basics, the ma'amulat, and what we, we will do later called the asbaq. And inshallah, you know, it's not possible for me to teach you in 10 days what took me 12 years to learn. Right? <laughs> uh, it takes time, inshallah. Inshallah, it takes time. It takes time. It will take time, inshallah. Thank you for asking that one. Alhamdulillah, we should make some luck in the world. So, we'll make the one. Subhanallah, we'll make the one. Subhanallah, we'll make the one.
Yesterday I made alcohol. Why you make alcohol this morning? You line with some rakam and some. Close your eyes and bow your head. Cut yourself off from everything in the world. Try to achieve the state of tabattal in which we are exclusively thinking about our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and forgetful of everything else. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, Subhanallah, Allahumma salli ala sinana Muhammad wa ala ala sinana Muhammad wa barik wa sallam. Rabbana adhalamna anfusana wa illam tagfillana wa tarhamna ala nakunanna minal fasirin. Rabbana ya Rabbi Kareem, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you were the being who granted us each and everything from the moment we were born. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you nursed us, you sustained us, you provided us with the gift of Iman, the gift of Islam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, zalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we have repressed ourselves. We have fallen into sin and neglect. Ya Allah, we have allowed ourselves to become distant from you, distant from your deen, distant from your Nabi Kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to shower your forgiveness upon us this day. Shower your rahmah, your mercy upon us this day. Ya Allah, we beg for your forgiveness this day. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for all the sins that we have ever done. Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins that we did in the day. Forgive us for the sins that we did at night. Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins that we did alone. Forgive us for the sins that we did in the company of others. Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins that we did secretly. Forgive us for the lies and the concealment of our sins. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for the sins that we did to ourselves. Forgive us for the sins that we did to others. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins that we remember. And Ya Allah, Allah, forgive us for the sins that we have even forgotten that we committed them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, save us from the places of sin. Keep us from the opportunity of sin. Protect us from the thoughts of sin. Ya Allah, safe and guard us from the feelings of sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, remove all the memories of our sins from our minds. Ya Allah, remove the memories of the pleasures that we derive from our sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to erase all the effects of sin from our hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, and most importantly, Ya Allah, bridge the gap, remove the distance that came between us as a result of our sins. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to save us from the evil of the day. Save us from the evil of the night. Save us from the evil of the envier. Ya Allah, save us from the evil of our nafs. Ya Allah, save us from the evil of shaitan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we are your weak and sinning servants. Ya Allah, we are in need of your special and special mercy. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put your special mercy upon our hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, even if there might be nothing in any of us, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you in the nisbat of our mashaykh, Ya Allah, that their intention for us that we succeed as students. Ya Allah, give rise to their intention. Ya Allah, give life to their intention. Ya Allah, accept the gaze with which they gaze upon us. Accept the du'as that they make for us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept their desires for us. Ya Allah, you are our muzakki. Ya Allah, you are our purifier. Ya Allah, we ask you to purify our hearts. Ya Allah, soft discipline our souls. Ya Rabbi Kareem, soften our hearts towards your remembrance. Allahumma inna nas'aluka humbaka wa humba ma yuhibbuk. Ya Allah, increase us in our love for you. Ya Allah, let there be nothing more beloved to us in this world than yourself. Ya Allah, let us have love for the beloved Kareem, Nabi Kareem wasallam, And let us increase in our love for our mashaykh and our akabar. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to make us amongst your beloveds, amongst the beloveds of your beloveds. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to soften our hearts towards the dhikr. Ya Allah, let the newer the dhikr penetrate into the depths of our heart. Ya Allah, let each and every atom 
of our being, from the core of our being, Ya Allah, let it utter your dhikr. Ya Allah, let the nur of the dhikr penetrate in the depths of our being. Ya Allah, let us transform us in a way that is pleasing to you. Ya Allah, we want nothing more in this world except to be pleasing to you. Ya Allah, those things in which your pleasure lie, Ya Allah, let us be attracted to them, let us be pleased by them. And Ya Allah, those things that are displeasing to you, Ya Allah, let us have a repugnance and repulsion for them. Ya Allah, from the tips of our hair to the soles of our feet, Ya Allah, make us in a way that is pleasing to you. Ya Allah, grant us the words that are pleasing to you. Grant us the thoughts that are pleasing to you. Grant us the emotions and feelings that are pleasing to you. In each and every moment of our life, Ya Allah, give us the tawfiq, the ability to do that action, do say that word, feel that emotion that earns your pleasure. Ya Rabbi Kareem, and keep us away from those things that earn your displeasure. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, you have billions of servants in the world. Ya Allah, you have a multitude of creation. But Ya Allah, we have only one you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, there is no other being for us to turn to accept you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, if you do not accept us on this day, Ya Allah, there is no other place for us to go. Ya Rabbi Kareem, surely you have billions of servants who are better than us. But Ya Allah, we have only one you. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us, Ya Allah. We ask you to grant us your kabuliyat, your graces with your acceptance in this world and on the day of judgment. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to save us from the punishment of the grave. Save us from the punishment of the day of judgment. Ya Allah, save us from the punishment of the hellfire. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us not be a source of embarrassment to Nabi Kareem on the day of judgment. Ya Allah, let us not be a source of embarrassment to our Mashaik on the day of judgment. Ya Allah, how will we take our blackened hearts in front of our Mashaik on that day? Ya Rabbi Kareem, save us from that embarrassment. Ya Rabbi Kareem, save our Mashaik from that disappointment. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, remove the dirt from our hearts in this moment. Ya Allah, remove the darkness and filth in our hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put light into our hearts. Ya Allah, put the light of the asbaq of the silsla alaniya naqshubaniya mujaddidi into our hearts. Ya Allah, how long will we say these words? How long will we know these sciences? How long will we explain the details of Maraqab and Zikr? Ya Allah, when will the reality enter into our hearts? Ya Allah, help us to practice what we preach. Ya Allah, save us from hypocrisy. Ya Allah, too, we wish to taste the sweetnesses of the Dhikr al-Kar. Ya Allah, we wish to be transformed by the Dhikr al-Kar. Ya Allah, we want to, too, want to be people of Taqwa, people of Sabr, people of Tawakkul, people of Ihsan, people of Iman, people of Islam. Ya Allah, Al-Majannah min al-Tawabin, wa min al-Muttatahirin, wa min al-Awwabin, wa min al-Zakirin, wa min al-Sabirin, wa min al-Muttakin, wa min al-Muhsinin, wa min al-Mu'minin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us, Ya Allah, from the love for the Shaykh. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us for the company of the Shaykh. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us for the other, the etiquettes of our Mashaykh. And Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us for the itaat and the ittiba of following the instructions of our elders. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let our gaze not stray past their footsteps. Ya Allah, then our, and then our path deviate from theirs. Ya Rabbi Kareem, help us to follow the sirat al-mustaqim, the sirat al-nadina an-amta alayhim. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, it is your mercy, your blessing, your rahmah that you join our beings with theirs, that you physically brought our bodies in their presence. Ya Allah, we ask you to put our hearts in the presence of their heart. Ya Allah, we ask you to put our hearts in the presence of their heart. Ya Allah, put the love for Allah that they have in their hearts into our hearts as well. Ya Allah, the fear of Allah that they have in their hearts, put that fear in our hearts as well. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to shower your mercy upon us in this day of Ramadan. Ya Allah, in this one of the last ten days of this month of Ramadan, in this home, in this abode, in the masjid, in this Darus Salam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Anta Arhamal Rahimeen, Arhamna wa Kfirlana, Anta Maulana, Anta Arhamal Rahimeen. Rabbana Takamal Minna, Inna Ka Anta Samuel Alim, Utubu Alayna, Inna Ka Anta Tawab Rahim. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, your beloved Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said 
That when two people from far away meet one another purely for the sake of Allah, that Ya Allah, you will grant them the shade of your throne on the day of judgment. Ya Allah, we have come from different continents of the world. Ya Allah, we meet with one another only in your name, only for your sake, only in love for you, only to make ourselves more pleasing to you. Ya Allah, you are the most truthful of the true ones. And your beloved messenger was as al Amin. Ya Allah, we ask you to make those words true for us as well. And Ya Allah, increase the love between our hearts and accept this love as a means of forgiveness and a means of earning your shade, the shade of your throne on the day of judgment. Thank you.